Hi, and welcome to Parenting Today for Tomorrow podcast. My name is Josh Canaram. I'm one of the pastors here at Valleydale Church, and we are so excited that you've joined us on this journey through parenting. Our goal is simply this, to help you navigate the craziness that it is raising a child in this world. Our mission here at Valleydale is simple. We are generations helping our busy community know Christ and live for Him. And that's what we want to do. We want to help you raise a generation that knows Christ and lives for Him every day. Along the way, if you have any questions, we would love for you to send those on to parenting at valleydale.org. We would love as a staff or or, uh, as pastors to answer those questions. Also, in a future episode of the podcast, we'll be dealing with those big issues that you have in mind. Thank you for listening, and God bless. Hey, and welcome back to the Parenting Today for Tomorrow podcast. My name is Josh Canaram. I am your host for this podcast. I'm also the student pastor here at Valleydale Church, and uh, it is an honor to get to spend this time with you as we talk about parenting this generation and how we can use and leverage what we're learning today and transform the lives of our children for tomorrow. And so as we do that, we've been having special guests. Today, I'm joined again with Chuck McCammon. Last week, we talked about boundaries and the importance of boundaries, uh, how how bad it can be to have fuzzy boundaries. But today we're going to talk about how to build good boundaries. And I'm excited right. to do that. Uh, this is going to be a great episode as we dig into some very uh, practical things that you can do in your home and, and can start today. So let's let's just dig in. We talked a little bit about the importance of boundaries last time and, and why they're better for our children and for us and for our home. But now we need to know how to set them. And so sure. let's going to talk about what are the steps for setting healthy boundaries? Well, first you have to define them. So yes. that starts with deciding, well, here's what's a priority to me. Uh, here's what stresses me out if it's not in, engaged in my life. Yeah. If, if I'm not experiencing this or if I'm experiencing a lack of this, that I, I get out of shape. Mm-hmm. I get bent out of shape. So it could be quiet, like you need a little bit of space. Yeah. Uh, it could be, in my case, like we mentioned last time, you know, clutter. Mm-hmm. Uh, needed an absence of clutter. When there's clutter, I feel a little bit out of control, and so then that begins to set me off. So for everybody, that's a little different. Yeah. And there are what we would call maybe hard boundaries and soft boundaries. Hard boundaries is there are going to be things that uh, we're going to just insist upon. Right. You know, so for example, like a curfew, usually it's a hard boundary. Right. You're going to, you're going to be home by thus such time. But as your child ages, that becomes a little softer because they can be trusted, hopefully, to be out a little bit later and be responsible with that. That's right. And then as your kids grow... You know, you're going to allow them more freedom, more responsibility. So some boundaries that are that are more for them may change and shift. Boundaries that are geared to you and your needs are probably going to stay the same. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And I think it's really wise as we talk about this to understand that every home is going to be a little different. Yes. Because we're all wired a little differently. We have certain things that we need in our lives Absolutely. that maybe other people just don't feel that need. And that's fine. Sure. But uh, so we're not going to give hard fast. We don't have right. a list of the 12 boundaries no, no, no. You need in your home. No, uh, but they may overlap. Gonna, but yeah, that's right. Know. But we are going to give you uh, the tools you need to begin establishing that. And so once you know kind of what those things are for you, you need to communicate those. And, yeah. and that, that can be tricky sometimes, but it, it could be simple as, you know what, guys, I just need this. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, when I come home, I need there to be, you know, the house picked up a little. That's right. Uh, or I need just 10 minutes to kind of have some space and then I'm good to go. Mm-hmm. Whatever that is, you just need to state that. Right. And sometimes it takes a little time to figure out, well, what, what is it that I need? Uh, other times, boundaries are, what, what do my kids need? Right. You know, not, not what they want, but what do they need? So, for example, homework. 
they need to get their homework done in a timely fashion. So one boundary might be when you get home before you go outside, before you get on the iPad, before you go play with friends, before mm-hmm. you whatever, we're going to get our homework done. Yeah. Uh, now, that doesn't work for every family for different reasons. Sure. But there's got to be a boundary uh, that, that states this is what we need to do. And, and you're teaching your kids, hopefully, that, you know, in first, second, third grade when they're starting out with homework, this idea because by the time they're eighth, ninth, tenth grade, that's right. They need to be doing this themselves. Yeah. And that 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 is again we last week we talked or last time we talked about how hard that can be. Yes. Uh this is hard. And it's sometimes hard to be consistent. I it is. I will say this as someone who was up last night until nine forty five helping with math problems, mm-hmm. I uh it violated all of the boundaries we had set and yet here we were <laughs> doing math problems. Well, and I, I now know how to do scale. So okay. if you need some help, we, well, my, my, if it's any consolation, my daughter who's in college was working with math, and I avoided the devil's triangle of getting involved in college homework, Ooh. and I just said, you know what, this is a time where you kind of need to struggle to get where you need to be. Mm-hmm. If I jump in and try to rescue you, a, I'm not sure I could, right. but b, uh, you know, this is this you're in college now. This is time for you to find out what you need and she did she figured it out man and that, i think that's really wise and that that sometimes our boundaries actually lead to that is because mm-hmm. not only are the boundaries for our children but the boundaries for how much we'll interfere and right. how much we need to do for for them right and we talk about hard and soft boundaries soft boundaries you know we just have to ask ourselves how much of this can i tolerate mm-hmm. and if i can tolerate it that's one thing sure if i know it's going to stress me then i need i need a firmer boundary yeah i think you're right on when it talk when you talk about communicating I think the key to life the key to relationships mm-hmm. we I learned this a long time ago uh, it comes up all the time in our marriage in our home even just in our workplace mutually agreed upon expectations are Absolutely. the key to a happy life Absolutely. there's other things too Jesus being the primary <laughs> but mutually agreed upon expectations if, if you expect this to happen and you've communicated it well and mm-hmm. everybody understands then that's going to go well sure when you haven't communicated the expectation well like in your mind it sounds great you have this perfect home but you haven't figured out how to get it in the hearts of your children then it, it's going to be a frustrating walk right that's and great. you do have to establish by communicating what the boundary is what yeah. the expectation is then when that boundary is crossed mm-hmm then everybody knows, well, you, you knew what the boundary was. That's right. You go back to Genesis, you know, Adam and Eve violated God's law, God's command not to eat from the fruit of the tree. It's interesting because he anticipated, we know he anticipated them eating from the fruit of the tree because when he gave them this rule, this law, do not eat from the tree, he said, when you do, same sentence, yeah. do not eat through the tree, when you do, you will surely die. It wasn't if you do. Right. You know, it wasn't, well, somehow by accident you, no, he's, he knew. Yeah. He expected, he anticipated. That's right. To the degree that when he gave the rule, he also gave the consequence. Mm-hmm. And I think the trouble sometimes for us as parents is we just expect, I've laid down the law, you're just going to, you're just going to tell the line. That's right. We don't anticipate them ever <laughs> crossing that line. Yeah. And so then when, it, when they do cross it, we're going, um, what should I do now? What should, what should right. be my response? What's the concept? What would be a good, God had already thought through that. So then what it allowed him to do was be free to come back into that situation. He didn't raise his voice. He didn't yell. He didn't send lightning bolts. 
he just he just asked some questions. Mm-hmm. Guys, well, where are you? Well, we were hiding. Well, yeah. Why were you hiding? Well, we were we were naked. Well, who, who told you that? And then they get into, well, who who made you do this? Mm-hmm. And then he said, well, guys, you knew what the consequence was, and then then it just became a thing. And Adam and Eve didn't protest because they he walked them through their own sin and he showed them in their own words, you yeah. violated my 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 boundary, and now this is, has to happen. Yeah. And it was just natural that one thing leads to the other. Exactly. Well, and that that's another part of that communication is that that consequences part. I had a question yeah. about student about teenagers uh, from a parent last week, saying I, I can't figure out how to actually enforce these rules. I don't know how to do this discipline thing. It's mm-hmm. it's everything I try to do. They don't seem to care about. Right. That was in my my experience with my parents. I can tell them now. Like they would send me to my room when I was in trouble, mm-hmm. which is exactly what I wanted to happen in the whole the whole time. Sure. I was a teenager. I wanted to go to my room, sure. and so it was. When I got punished, I was given what I wanted. That was not effective. Mm-hmm. But I, I, and my advice to them was, hey, just whatever causes the most pain, not physical pain, but right. whatever causes the most pain, that's the that's probably the answer. So right. for for my daughter growing up. Uh, removing a stuffed animal from the bed that she couldn't sleep with was devastating. We would have a drama of carrying it to the closet, putting it in the top shelf, closing the closet door. It it was devastating. Sure. If I take my son's stuff like that, he'd be like, I've got more. He didn't right. care. Right. Uh, and so we had to find something else that, that, for him, being alone was actually really hard because he loves being around people. Right. So going to his room for five minutes was, was the thing that he it's realized, torture. I did something wrong. I don't want that to happen again. Sure. My daughter would have said, I will always do something wrong if you promise to always send me to my room by myself and I don't have to talk. That's about all it takes. That's, that's what I wanted do. to happen all along. So her and I are very wired the same. Yeah. Uh, but that's great. So communicating the boundaries, but also the expectations and and the consequences. And consistency. You yeah. know, it, it can't be this is the boundary and the consequence today. Oh, yeah. Tomorrow you cross the boundary and there's no consequence. Well, the consequence is different. Uh, it sends a, a wrong message. Yeah, and let's just say this: everybody's got to be on the same page—not right. just the child and the parent, but but both parents. If there's both parents in a home, that is a recipe for disaster. When you, all you know is you have to just go find dad, and he mm-hmm. doesn't have those same rules, and your punishment—you're undercut every time, and that's just yeah. a cycle you don't want. Mom get and dad into. need to agree on the consequence and yeah. what the boundary is, and um, they definitely need to be on the same page. That's great. Um, and I think too, um, you know, we have to make sure that um, we're teaching kids to to respect the process. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for example, um, in the Adam and Eve situation, God didn't come in blazing, guns right. blazing. He didn't. He didn't kick them, you know, in the shins. He didn't, you know, zap them with lightning. He, from what we can read in Scripture, calmly said, "Well, you know, you know what I've told you. Here's here's what's going to happen." Yeah. And it's freeing, I think, as a parent to be able to do that because you've discussed ahead of time. Yeah. And I think that's the key. You talk about communication. Yeah. We've discussed ahead of time. If this happens, this will happen. Mm-hmm. And it will be as natural as, you know, daylight turning into night. Yeah. And, and it needs to be like that. Then your kids, I think, when what, what you will begin to experience is your kids will begin to accept even the consequence because they right. realize, yes, I've transgressed the, the boundary. Yeah. And then you can then have a discussion about that and remind them yeah we did we did have this discussion we did have this agreement and this is how this is how things are going to go yeah and that's great i think one of the things you said in in the session uh when we were doing it as a church was you also have to take the focus off of your uh, you have to get the focus on yourself rather than on your child yeah. what did you mean by that um 
It's a lot like what would you experience in an airline if uh, you had to put on the yeah. oxygen mask. Uh, they tell you to do that before you uh, take care of your child, which right. seems backwards. That's right. Um, to us, but yet there's a reason for that. And I, and I think what we're talking about here is is when a boundary has been transgressed and you know that we we've, we've got to respond, it's easy to look at the offense and be offended, mm-hmm. angry, upset. It's easy to look at the child and, and feel a certain way. What you've got to do is step back as a parent, as a leader of the home, mm-hmm. and you may have to give yourself a little bit of time to assess and to reflect about what your next steps are. And yeah. you kind of have to rise above the situation and realize, okay, what has happened is a boundary has been crossed. Right. And look at it from a principle standpoint versus here's what's happened to me. Here's how yeah, I feel about that's it. That's good. Because sometimes we can take it personally. Oh, you can. And and it's easy. Sometimes it is it is kind of personal when things it's, are said to you by your child. Oh, absolutely. Or, but so you've got to be able to set that aside. Yeah. You can deal with that later. Right now I've got to deal with this behavior. Right. And then you can come back and deal with the relational stuff. That's really good. That's really good. I, I think the, the other thing, and we already talked a little bit about this idea, that there have to be consequences. There has to be an impact. It has to be consistent. And I, I think that's great. Remind us now. When we're setting boundaries, we're in that process of thinking about how do we how do we do this? How do we come to the point where we're going to sit down as a family? What are some things we need to keep in mind? And yeah. We have a list of, of things that we are not responsible for yeah. and we are responsible for. Those are great reminders. So help yeah. us understand that. Well, one of the things we're, we're not responsible for is that our kids are always going to need to be happy. Yeah, I think as a parent, we, we hate for our kids to be less than happy. Mm-hmm. And so we'll do whatever we can, maneuver whatever we need to do yeah. to make sure they're happy at all times. And, and that's not our job. Right. Uh, their emotions are their emotions, and they have to learn self-control. Yeah. And so we can model for them what that looks like. We can talk to them and encourage them. But if they're going to be unhappy, hey, that's that's your call. You, that's your choice. By the way, go be unhappy in your room because right. <laughs> right. you're, you're harsh in my don't, environment. Yeah, here. That's right. <laughs> don't bring. Don't bring. I, I use the phrase. I don't want that negativity in here. Yeah, go that's take it. That somewhere go, else. go do that somewhere that's else. Um, also, we don't we don't need the approval of others, yeah. and this can get a little touchy because sometimes there are people in our life that want to give us advice, yeah. or that want to see us do things a certain way. In some cases, um, some some marriages may have allowed in laws to encroach upon their boundaries mm-hmm. a little bit, so they're. They're probably a little too in, engaged, and so you may have to say, Mom, Dad, we, we, we appreciate yeah. your input. We respect your input, but this is our decision. This is ours to handle. Yeah. Now, there may be times where you want that input, and that's great, sure. but it needs to be at your But you're in your charge. Impetus. You're yeah. in charge of your job. You are the one. And that's a good reminder. Which leads me to the other part is we don't want to control our kids. Mm. And as a parent, we see them starting to make a, a wrong move or a bad choice. For example, grades, homework. You know, we know they got to turn in the homework. We know yeah. the homework's going to be graded. No, there's going to be a test. The test is going to be a grade. We f- have a hard time allowing them to get an F. Oh, yeah. We don't want them to get an F. It's on yeah. their report card. That's right. Uh, you know, and so we don't want that. We That would be bad. And so we jump in and we help. But what we could do is say, you know what? You didn't study. You didn't take the time to take this seriously, so you got an F. Mm-hmm. So here's the consequence for getting Fs in our house is right. this. I don't want you to have that consequence, but we need you to make better choices. Yeah. It would be better to do that and go through that experience that as maybe a second grader sure. than, than an 11th grader. That's right. When, That's when right. your GPA matters. Yeah, I, I see this a lot. You know, my 
my mom is a college professor here mm-hmm. in the state, and uh, she gets calls from parents arguing mm-hmm. grades, and they're they're freshmen, sophomores, they're they're college students. Yeah, you know, he's never gotten an, a B before on a paper, and and she's like, well, I don't know why you're calling me. You know, that's what he got. That's <laughs> right. what he earned. I'm not going to regrade it. It's it is what it is. Uh, and so, you know, you have helicopter parents who are always trying to, like, watch out. for the, I think I learned a phrase called bulldozer parents where you try to clear the path to make sure your kid has the easiest path possible. Right. And the problem is it's kind of like running a race. If you don't ever get any endurance in succeeding in the trials of life, mm-hmm. then when, when you're in charge of your own race, it's going to be really, really hard, hard to run. And really uh, that is – this is exactly what you're saying. You you mm-hmm. cannot control. You can't you can't make your your child's life perfect. In fact, it's actually a little damaging to try to make your life your child's life perfect mm-hmm. because they don't grow. They don't learn. Well, and I appreciate my oldest son. He is off at college and he had a, a bad grade on a test this semester mm-hmm. and a low bad for him. And he went to the um, he went to the professor and just said, "Hey, this is not typical of me. What did I do wrong? Yeah. What what?" What a different approach should I take? So he he owned the grade, yeah, and and owned what the fix was, yeah, and, and didn't you know didn't blame the professor. That's perfect. But just said, hey, what can I do different to make the? And his next test was was nearly a hundred, yeah, because he saw I need to do something different. And that's great. And that's what we want to do. We want to encourage our children to take ownership of their experiences. Right. Uh, and and that requires coaching, though. They're not going to do that on their own either. Just like right. they don't set their own boundaries, they also don't don't know how to approach those opportunities. So coaching is great. Controlling that, that, that yeah, is kind of a hard time. Uh, and then also just, you know, doing the things your kids are capable of. Yeah. Uh, there, there are going to be some things that they do that they don't do as well as you. They may break something, they may do it wrong, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's, we just have to be prepared for that and yeah. be tolerant of that. Um, and, and, and that may cross some of our other boundaries, but we just, we have to choose, you know, this is more important. Uh, right. And so I think that's important is allowing them to do things that they can and then take a little pressure off ourselves. Um, We we don't have to be Superman or Wonder Woman. That's right. To be a good parent. Yeah. Working with teenagers, I can say that I spent a lot of time with uh, some some middle schoolers last week just talking about grades and talking about life. Mm -hmm. And there is so much perfectionism that is out there. And that is a crushing thing. You know, sometimes our expectations can be be too high. You know, my expectations for my children is they will try hard. They will do their best. And when they don't do their best, that's when we have these conversations. But if I know that you did your best and there were some, there were some problems out there uh, that, that just were hard to navigate, but hey, that's mm-hmm. fine. The result is what it is. But I, I see this so often, these kids who, who feel a B on a report card is, a, is an act of shame. And, and maybe right. in some families that's true, but, uh, but that the kids are, you know, they're talking about grades to each other. Sure. We live in a world where I get, as soon as Isabel gets a grade, it gets reported to a website that I can check at any time. And that's really, that can be a little crushing sometimes because mm-hmm. I don't actually understand how grades work there anyway. So I think it's worse than it is. Some, but, yeah. uh, or I think it's better than it is. And, and that's not that helpful. And you're right. Not only do we not need our children to be, to live under this idea of perfection, mm-hmm. but we also have to remember that we're just, we're just doing our best. Right. You know, we, we are, we're trying our best. We don't, we don't always know what we're doing. And I think that's that's great in this whole boundary concept. I know one of the, some of the other things we talked about were, were just the importance of, of accountability. We talked about the, the importance of helping your child. What you're really trying to do is help them be independent. Right. You're really trying to help them become the people that 
will when they go off to college without somebody looking over their shoulder, they know what to do, they know how to do these things. And they will set and maintain their own boundaries. That, that's right. And and yeah, to train them. I mean, I would love right. for for my children to come in and just say, hey, here's what I think would work better for me if I did this schedule, so mm-hmm. I'm going to do this. And, and that would be a sign of growth, and that mm-hmm. would be a sign of things. And um, that expectation should be communicated. Yeah. That this is, this is what we want you to begin to do. That's right. That's right. Because we, we need people to, to, own, to own just their behavior, their attitudes. They know sure. themselves better than even we do. And as they get older and older, they understand that. Now, for younger kids, they, they need a lot of direction, a lot of coaching. Mm-hmm. But as the kids get older, we need to have a broader um, understanding that they are capable of a lot. Right. We, we can undersell our children a yes. lot. And, uh, and that can be a really good thing. Uh, and again, it's about we're all doing our best. We're mm-hmm. all doing our best. And I think it can be helpful to get uh, outside people to speak into our lives. We can you know, you know seek out help with pastors, help with uh, other parents who've already been down the road on the journey. Absolutely. And that can be a, a really big help. Uh, but eventually it becomes a thing where you've got to figure out what works best for your family. So, hey, thank you so much for the opportunity My to pleasure. spend some time talking about these boundaries. This has been helpful for me. I'm going to go home and uh, make sure that our boundaries are clear and communicated. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know there are probably some action steps for you guys out there that uh, you were going to take away as well. So thank you, Chuck, for this this wisdom that you have gleaned over these over your sure. parenting years and also seeing 21 years of stu- of children mm-hmm. Uh, growing up and parenting and all of that uh, incredible stuff. So thank you guys so much again for being here. If you have any questions or if this if there's something we can explain or answer, we would love to do that. You can email parenting at valleydale.org. That is an email address set up just for your questions. And so as we get those questions, we're going to deal with those in a later podcast episode that is focused primarily just on making sure that you have all the answers that you'd love to have as we seek to parent today for tomorrow. Thank you again for joining us. We'll see you next episode. Thanks for listening. We hope you found this podcast encouraging and helpful as you raise your child. If you have any questions, send those on to parenting at valleydale.org. We'll see you next time.